0: In this world we live in, one of the hard truths is appearances do matter, especially if you're a kid trying to navigate the tricky world of school. The good folks at Close to Kids figured it out. If you clothe a child, you change their life. Valerie Lunka, Executive Director, will share how self esteem, dignity, and customer experience all come together at Close to Kids on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast, where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast, I am Jay Clark, and I'm excited today to share a conversation with Valerie Lumka, the executive director of Close to Kids, a Denver nonprofit organization that is clothing children and changing lives. Sal started working in the nonprofit world in the mid-90s with CASA, court-appointed special advocates, an incredible organization. As a board member, she founded and chaired CASA's major fundraiser. She chaired the board and then joined the CASA staff as development director, where she served from 2002 to 2013. In 2014, she joined Close to Kids as the organization's first development director, and in 2019 became the executive director. Welcome, Val. Thanks for being here.
1: Oh, thanks for the invitation, Jay.
0: Of course. Well, for somebody who's never heard of Clothes to Kids, okay. how would you describe it?
1: main focus of Clothes to Kids is to make sure that kids are going into school feeling confident and comfortable. And the way we help with that is we have a boutique down on South Colorado Boulevard, and we take in gently used and new clothing so kids from any kind of family in need can come and shop for free. So we for, really, free. for free. Everything's free, and so when they come in, we try to make it as easy as possible to come in, and it just requires calling, setting up an appointment, and coming in and picking out your clothing.
0: Wow, because you know, think back, you know, it was a few days ago, but back when we were in school, or uh-huh. when any I mean, your, your kids are in school, or whatever. Mm-hmm their outward appearance has so much an effect on, on everything, how they engage with school, how they engage with their friends. I mean, what difference does that, I mean, that's really the reason for the
1: organization. It is. It is. It's about, again, kids, clothing is important, no matter what we say in whatever age, whatever socioeconomic true. clothing is a huge piece of who you are and, and, uh, you know, what the world sees. And so, um, having the dignity of walking into any situation and feeling confident and ready to learn or ready to go to work is such an important part and so that's you know we're, we're working we're, we're looking at self-esteem at close to kids
0: completely and that's going to ripple across everything how they do in school how they do with their you know right. managing all the stuff that comes at them socially and everything else if they're confident right wow incredible So what drew you to work with the organization?
1: Well, I think it was an interesting, you know, life has a funny way of working out, Jay. Indeed. And I loved working at CASA, it was such, I never thought I would leave CASA and we worked down in the 18th Judicial District and took it from Arapahoe County to serving all four counties wow. down in the 18th Judicial District. That is some and tough stuff, its are is You're that, that, the that, dark that, side that, that is a whole other world yeah. working in that field and knowing that, you know, that's truly a lifetime of patience in, right. in, in, in working through that system and working with. Um, kids that have been abused and neglected. So coming to Close to Kids was just something I I didn't even know about this organization. And it's literally four blocks from my house and has been. And so I think sometimes things are presented when they're supposed to be presented to you. And I feel like that's, it's been a gift to be associated with Close to Kids. And, you know, it just happened, you know, I was at a friend's house and just struck up a conversation with a lady who was a new volunteer at Close to Kids. And one thing led to another, and of course her neighbor was the board chair. And lo and behold, they were looking to hire their first development director. and uh,
0: Always need fundraisers.
1: Yeah, always need fundraisers, (laughs) and a lot of people don't like to do that. and It's just been such a great thing to be associated with Close to Kids of Denver, and one of the things that drew me to it immediately was the fact that Everybody involved and everyone that I spoke with, whether they were a volunteer or a board member or uh, one of the very small staff members, um, not that they're small in stature, right. but just a small staff, uh, they all knew the mission. And so recognizing that they were very mission driven and not trying to be everything to everybody was very, very appealing to yeah, me. And I loved that, uh, one, that they could all recite the mission and two, that they weren't Again, they weren't trying to be more than they were, and recognizing that in the Denver metro area, we're so fortunate to have so many great nonprofits. And so if we can do one thing and do it really well, that seems, that that was very It's attractive.
0: remarkable how many there are. And speaking of the volunteers, mm-hmm. you have a whole army of these volunteers. We and if anybody's ever been to the store, it's so awesome to watch these volunteers, because they're almost like personal shoppers. Oh, they are. So, yes. are they, uh-huh. what is, yeah. what do they? What is the training they go through, or how do yeah. they get that philosophy? We, we, it's like we, they obviously are. You all know, if,
1: it's the fun thing too about Close to Kids is there are so many ways to help, and whether you're an in store volunteer or whether you're sitting on a committee or doing things out in the community to to benefit Close to Kids, there's just a million ways to help, and really catering things that feel good to you, and so we have. Um, Volunteers that love to work with families and help them, you know, just like you would walk into a store if you're looking for putting applicants together and just really having that one on one contact with families Mm -hmm. is so important. And and again, just providing such a safe, non-judgmental environment that that that, you know, okay, we don't we don't need to know why you're there. We just need to know that you're there and and and. We just want to help them so so, um, but again, we've got those volunteers that love to do the mm-hmm. FaceTime things mm-hmm. and, and have that one on one connection with families, and then we also have volunteers that work solely in the back room processing donations because we live and thrive on right. uh, clothing donations, right. and so it's a great place to donate your used or gently, gently, gently use clothing right. to close to kids, and um, so we have a lot of volunteers. It's always funny because we have a bunch of retired teachers that volunteer close to kids, and
0: because they probably understand they, exactly the they importance absolutely of what you're get
1: doing. you know you know through the years right. they'll have their own stories mm-hmm. about seeing a kid and knowing that that kid needed clothing and maybe helping them mm-hmm. on a very private level, yeah. and um, but but a lot of our 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 Volunteers that are teachers, they only want to be in the back room because they don't really want to see a kid again, <laughs> but they really want to continue to they help. I believe in the and, mission. And, I love
0: it. Well, so. and looking at the annual report, some of the numbers are staggering. Last year gave away more than 9,000 wardrobes of 21 pieces. So that's like 200,000 yeah. pieces of clothing. It is. Where does that all come from?
1: So, it I mean, comes, donations. It yeah. Can't,
0: all be from donations.
1: Well, it's so again, when kids come in to shop and they can come in every four months, and we're, we're serving preschoolers up to age 21. So the young adults that are, that maybe are working on their GEDs or maybe they're um, transitioning out of foster care, there's mm-hmm. there's always a huge need for, for clothing for those, for that population. So we get our clothing from, uh, again, it's a great place to drop off clothes as people clean out their closets. And so a lot of a lot of our clothing comes from personal donations and then we also work with other organizations like Bombas Socks. So Bombas Socks if you see the commercial and mm-hmm. you see the guys talking about donating a pair. Buy one, give one, right? Yeah, buy one, give one. We are the fortunate recipients of Awesome. Like, this week we'll be picking up 75,000 <sighs> pairs of socks from Bombas and and a couple years ago It was 75,000 pairs, and so they've been a wonderful company to work with. We also work with a company called Garb. It's a local company here that does a lot of really great, um, oh, things that you might buy in a university bookstore or at a resort, and so it used to be that Garb, would, when they would do their annual inventory, that they would call us and let us come and pick up the things that, you know, just kind of their extra stock. Well, now we do that maybe once or twice a month. Wow! So GARB has been a wonderful, wonderful um, partner of Close to Kids over the years. And then just yesterday, uh, Walmart um, gave a, uh, there's a Walmart down in Parker. And right now, a lot of the stores are dealing with a lot of excess inventory. Mm, so they donated, yeah, they, they donated over 3,000 items to wow. us yesterday, so that was great. So there's just, there's a lot of um, community partners and um, we have, we work with other businesses and maybe social groups that might do an undy 500 mm-hmm. So they collect socks and underwear for clothes to kids, or they might do a socks in the city party <laughs> or anything. I'm still trying to get somebody That's to take awesome. me up on the jeans and tonic party, but <laughs> so we'll get to that at some point. So it's just, again, there's so many ways to be creative yeah. and help. And then going back to the volunteers as well, it's a great place for youth volunteers. Mm-hmm. I give a lot of tours to little kids and it's a wonderful way to teach philanthropy yeah. and you know or you know when kids are going through their closets and knowing that it's going to help another child that's pretty I cool. think it feels really good and then yeah. during COVID our high school volunteers were really just just stepped up to the plate big time and and helped step in when our 300 plus volunteers were right. sheltering in place right. and um, rightfully so and so it was great to have our youth volunteers come in and help them.
0: So as executive director, one of your biggest mm-hmm. roles must be to create these kind of partnerships and, and ferret out these kind of organizations that, are, that might want to support.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, the job description is yeah. <laughs> crazy, especially in a, vol- in a group that that's our size where we're so volunteer-based and having a development background. The executive right. director is kind of a new thing for me in the last couple, three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of mar- moving parts. And I think my main job is just kind of to be, you know, that, that pivot point of, you know, knowing kind of what everybody's right. doing. And, you know, if I need to rent a U-Haul truck and go down to Walmart and pick up, 200 boxes of clothing, you know. <laughs> there you go. I, I really don't know Off what the job description is, but it seems pretty. Uh, it's get
0: it done. Little, right. It,
1: it's get it done. Yeah,
0: that, that's how it goes. And and you mentioned it's. I think it's super cool that a family can come back mm-hmm. three times in a year. Yeah. Which you know, thinking back to when we had kids, you know, they grow like weeds. So right. how cool is that? And tell me a little bit more about about how the organization came to be.
1: Sure, so we were founded in 2008. There were four ladies that founded Close to Kids of Denver and one of them had been down in Florida visiting a friend. And there's a Close to Kids down in Pinellas County, Florida which is in the Tampa St. Pete area. And so Gail went, um, was down there visiting and then her friend wanted her to to show her this great nonprofit. So at the time, Pinellas County, Florida, had about 56% of their school-age kids were on free or reduced lunches. Wow. So that was kind of an interesting number that Gail filed away. And so when she came back to Denver, she wanted to know in Denver public schools what that percentage was. And it was well over 70% wow. of Denver public school really? children's qualified for free or reduced lunches, which means they were living at or below the, the poverty level. level.
0: And that number is shockingly low. It's like, if you're there, you're definitely dimmer.
1: Yes. And so that was, that answered the question about need. And, um, and the other difference in need versus Florida is we also have Winter, right. <laughs> so that's that was a big difference yeah. too. So wearing flip flops and right. and uh, you know it's easy to hide poverty when everybody's running around in t-shirts, shorts, mm-hmm. and flip flops. But winter's a different animal. Yeah. So she contacted three friends: one friend that was in marketing, another friend that was um, a social worker in Denver, and then a third friend who was a CPA. And so those ladies got together and decided that yes this is something that they really wanted to do and then they just started getting it, putting it all together with Florida as just a super um, super helpful in putting some structure mm-hmm. around things but also you know it was really always a handshake agreement and yeah. nothing you know no monetary we're not a franchise right. of closed to kids we're just closed to kids of Denver yeah So that was, that was really great. And then in 20, so they, they operated very small Mm -hmm. in when they opened in the September of 2008 and just kind of tried to keep things pretty controlled and know kind of the ages and things of the kids that would be Mm -hmm. making, or that were making appointments so that they would have things available. And then um, things really grew and it was very grassroots and felt really great. And then, In 2014 is when we made a big leap where we started serving the entire Denver metro area. So you can imagine that there's a there's over 200,000 kids in the Denver metro area yeah. that technically qualify to shop at wow. Close to Kids, although referrals are no longer necessary to shop and Close to Kids.
0: Well, and I saw that, and it's always a fascinating thing to me is that a lot of nonprofits, I think, you, one of the keys to being a successful nonprofit is operating it very much like a business.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: You know, I, just, mm-hmm. I say it almost every one of yes. these. If you can go out of business, you are a business. Absolutely. So you know, looking at what Close to Kids does, the customer experience is part of what you guys do and making it easier for people to actually do this. And even though these people might not be your supporters when they come in for for, what they're treated like customers, Which means they're going to come back and they're going to help spread the word, right? Is that an intentional?
1: You, you know, I think that's all intentional. And and the the further along we get in this, the more we realize that one, you're you're 100 right. If we don't treat it like a business, then we're 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 going to fail. Right. And so when the nonprofit piece is just. It's just a tax code. Right. So that's all it is. So yep. so that's... that's uh, so we, I'm stealing that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just
0: a tax code.
1: It's just a tax yeah. code. And so it's it's important to realize that whether it's a clothing donation or a volunteer's time or a check that someone's written, we are shepherds of those gifts. Mm-hmm. And those are all three really big gifts to close to kids. So yeah. we really want to treat it like that. And, um, and that's really important to us. But going back to... Our, our clients, our customers, mm-hmm. um, during COVID is when we, 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 um, suspended the need for referrals. Prior to that, you had to have a referral to shop at close to kids from, from either, uh, it could be from a social worker, it could uh, from be a partner for, agency, it gotcha. could be from a person. It really didn't matter. Right. Just, we were, we were really, um, thinking that that was an important part of our mission. And during COVID, um, In April and May of 2020, we started a curbside program. So a touchless program, which is a little off mission for us because one of the beautiful things about Clothes to Kids is kids coming in
0: and picking out things for themselves.
1: And so choosing clothing for kids is really, really hard. And that's where, again, our youth volunteers came in. Ah,
0: They were super important
1: in that. But-
0: And you do what you have to do. Right. right? That's, everybody was doing-
1: Absolutely. You know, doing
0: that's better than shut yes. the door.
1: So April and May, it was all curbside and every single kid that we served in April and May had never been to close to kids before. Wow. So that was pretty that's
0: an eye-opening. stark yeah. to
1: have that happen. And um, so again, we definitely needed to suspend referrals at that time, but as we went on, we found that one, it was so much easier for our referring agencies just to just say, hey, if, if you've got a family with kids, mm-hmm. call Close to Kids of Denver, make an appointment, and go shop, versus right. filling out paperwork. And then we also realized, more importantly, was that the dignity of coming to Close to Kids and just making an appointment, no questions asked, you know, it's hard to ask for help, Jay. Yeah, and is. so if a family just needs to call and make an appointment, then that feels really good and just goes back to the dignity of the experience Right. It's, starting with the phone call.
0: That's awesome. Cause I'm, I'm all about customer experience and it just goes to show that at any level you can always find ways yes. to improve that. Yes. And so I was really awesome. happy
1: to then decide, or, you know, as, as a group and um, to announce last year that we are, we, we are, we are suspending referrals indefinitely and, you know, never say never, but at this point I can't imagine requiring them again.
0: Yeah. Um, tell me if you've got any stories that really stand out that, that you look back and go, you know what, that's really awesome.
1: Well, there's there's so many stories. Oh, there's probably yeah, every yeah day there, there, there's yeah, yeah. Just the other day this there was a boy in the store who came in, picked out his clothes, and walked out wearing a whole new outfit. <laughs> he was so excited. And so, those, and, and when kids come into the shop, they get to pick out basically a week's worth of clothing. Right. So they pick out five tops, four bottoms, which is the combination of, you know, shirts, versus, um, skirts, shorts, and pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get five new pairs of socks, five new pairs of underwear, a pair of shoes, and, and a coat. So it's that's in a bra. So if needed, so that's um, so that's really the main w- wardrobe. So to have this little guy come in and just just decide that he needed to wear it home that day <laughs> was great. Uh, we had a um, student come in, and he was a young young kid. He was he was probably oh gosh, probably fourteen years old, and he was wearing a size thirteen shoe.
0: Oh geez.
1: And he came in with his mom and. With no expectation of finding a pair of shoes, and shoes are a very big deal right. in a kid's wardrobe, oh, yeah. and so that's always something that we're look, looking for—new partners in shoes—and right. and that's you know when we did when we do the clothes to kids curbside, we realize that every kid loves Converse, they love Vans. I mean, they wrote mm-hmm. that over and over on things. But this young young man came in with again no expectation of finding a pair of shoes, yeah. well. We have some wonderful friends at the Denver Nuggets, and we happen to have that day a size 13 pair of brand new Kobe's. Oh, wow. And so, anyway, he walked out, not only with a great wardrobe, but with a brand new pair oh my of Kobe's, changing. tears for are running down oh, his, that. his mom's awesome. face, tears are running down, you know, his, his face, and it just was one of those great stories, and... And, uh, you know,
0: one, one that we'll never forget. Well, and it's, it's so cool. Like I'm lucky enough to see it in person and it's mm-hmm. also on your video, but like when a family comes in, it's almost like they're doing a fashion show at Macy's. It's yes. so cool. Yeah. And like, there's no place else they could do that. Right. A lot of 90, probably almost hundred percent of your families, they're not going to Park Meadows yep. or Cherry Creek to do this.
1: No. And it's, it's also fun.
0: But they get that experience. Right.
1: And, you know, we find kids all the time looking for the price tag on things. Uh-huh. Going back to, no, it's free. You don't need wow. to worry about that. And so, but they're, they're, they're just, you know, kind of tuned into, well, how much does that cost? Yeah. And so to be able to say it doesn't cost anything. You just pick out what you love. Wow. So those are those are all feel good, wonderful things. And, no and, and, um, and then we also have some extras in the store. So oftentimes we have books. And I remember one young, she was she was a high school girl and she really wasn't interested in the clothing piece, hmm. but man, did her eyes light up when she saw the books. Ah. And so, yes, she got her clothing and, and that was important, but she walked away with some really great books. And, and that was what really um,
0: Fantastic. sparked her. Well, with your, you've got a lot of background in development. <laughs> Tell us what's been effective for you with Closer Kids from a development standpoint.
1: Well that's always the always million dollar question, isn't, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. yeah. So well I think what's what's wonderful about Close to Kids is we, we we're so fortunate to have a great circle of donors. Yeah. And 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 consistent donors and donors that really love our mission and and get it like we talked about earlier. So we've got a great core of of individual uh, donors, and then we have some great family foundations and and foundations that are part of businesses that um, that are consistently supporting Close to Kids. So we feel very fortunate. We're always trying to, you know, cast our net and 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 reel in some well, some in more donors. A, yeah, I
0: mean, in a competitive marketplace, the yeah. fact that you can hold on to people, yes, I think speaks highly Yes, That retention well. piece it's is huge. really
1: really big. Absolutely, and, and you know people tend to be lifelong givers or lifelong donors Mm -hmm. unless you really mess it up. And um, so, so we feel really fortunate about that. And we do have our big gala is the blue jean bash, which is held in September, Great fun,
0: by the way, super
1: fun and uh, pretty casual per the name. And uh, we, we look for corporate sponsorships on that. We've have some wonderful consistency in, in our corporate sponsorships and, and so, But we're always looking well, for, for, for new that. ones. United Airlines has become a great sponsor of Close to Kids. Uh, they've got their training center, their right. expanding training center it, yeah. in Denver, Sorry. and they have been a huge advocate of ours. Their home office is in Chicago, but they really rallied big time to get us under the United Airlines um charity partners so we're delighted that we were chosen to be on that and so we're up there
0: with special
1: olympics and yeah so a little big. close to kids of denver so that's pretty that's sweet. really
0: cool very cool all right so to to wrap things up here to change gears i always finish with what i call the fab four
1: okay
0: so the first one is what's something you'll listen to read or watch today
1: Oh my gosh! Do I have to really admit this?
0: <laughs> you can.
1: Okay, my my guilty pleasure is uh, is anything on Bravo. Ah,
0: mm-hmm. all right. So
1: whatever Housewives are okay. out
0: there, you know, <laughs> No judgments.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can edit this and take this out later if you <laughs> want
0: to. Who's who is a role model for you in making our world better? I mean, oh gosh, when you to be in yeah. this this position that you're in somebody has role modeled somewhere to you yeah. giving back yeah. and, and well, helping others in serving.
1: I didn't know this question was coming, but and if I start crying uh, my mom and dad for sure. Yeah. They were wonderful role models and my dad passed away in October. Oh, sorry. And uh, I just remember the first of that big event that I did besides parties I threw in the garage growing up. Um, my dad was just so proud and it was the red wagon ball for, for advocates for children. And he just, lo- he loved saying, I knew why I was there. I didn't see my money hanging from the ceilings. It was a great group of people and just loved what, what you know, we were doing.
0: That's so. awesome. That's a good answer. So other than Close for Kids and probably CASA, is there organizations out there that you've looked to or admire yeah. Uh, that, that inspire you?
1: Well, there's a great organization called Food for Thought here in Denver, and I love what, what they're doing over there, and it's it's 100%. Uh, everything goes into the program. They don't have a staff, and I just think that that's something, too, when you're looking at really basic needs, and we're looking at hunger and making sure kids go home um, on the weekends with, with food and, yeah. and are hungry, over the weekends, and so I love I love what they're doing over at Food for Thought.
0: Food for Thought. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Have to run them down. Yes. Okay. The last one is if anybody wants to learn more about Close to Kids, mm-hmm. volunteer, donate, yes. how do they find you?
1: Well, I think we're super easy to find. Uh, so close to kids, is our website and anyone can absolutely email me directly at Val at close to kids, org And Heck, if you want to call me, <laughs> my cell phone's 303-681-5054.
0: Awesome. We will put all that in the show notes. Okay. We'll leave out your phone number.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's great. I, I
1: tried to hide it for a long time, uh, but it's it's out there. So
0: That's awesome. Well, thanks so much again. And keep going. Keep doing all the great work you're doing. And I'm you a know, huge fan and, and best wishes for continued success.
1: And Jay, thank you for uh, including us on your podcast today. And best of luck to you as thank well.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening as we learn more about the amazing Close to Kids. If you're interested in how I might be able to bolster your efforts and help you achieve your goals, I'd love to have a conversation with you. You can find me at makingourworldbetter.com. Check the show notes for contact information for Val and Close to Kids. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we would be grateful if you would subscribe and leave us a review. Until next time, I hope you are inspired to find a way to make our world better.